0: For today if i'm being perfectly honest guys
1: i'm not at all i have been so busy at work i can't even stand
0: it um this is the new utah Ta- see that's how unprepared <laughs> i am. I can't even say the name of the show that we've been doing for 183 episodes uh, if you have magically stumbled upon this show and have no idea what you're listening to uh look at your screen on your phone it's probably going to tell you that it's the new utah podcast you could be listening on a computer computer, I guess, or maybe yeah, your car, but it would still say it on any of them. Do I have Jess's mic turned off?
2: I think you do. No, yeah, I, don't. I can, hear, I can you.
0: hear you. I can hear you. not hear Is your headset?
2: Maybe it's my headset. Uh-oh.
0: Another, um, another headset going Also,
2: back. I just found out today that we're on iHeartRadio. We're
0: on a lot of things. Uh, we're on a lot of cool. things. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, we're on Spotify and uh, uh, iTunes, Stitcher google play basically our feeds all over the place so um yeah that cool this is a show about utah uh and all the things of utah and because it's the last episode of the month it's our infamous utah episode
3: dun dun dun
0: so we'll be talking about (laughs) an infamous, infamous utah or tons uh today uh on the show so we'll get that a little bit later um I first want to just take a minute and thank City Weekly. Oh, yes. So the City Weekly Best of Issue came out last week, uh, and um, we were featured in it uh, once again um, as the Best Podcast Homies. Was that it? <laughs> I can't remember. I think that was the title of it. Well, it
1: was funny because Jess was talking to, oh my gosh, I just blanked on her name, Ruby Snap. uh Tammy. Tammy from Ruby Snap. And it was funny. She didn't even know what we had gotten. And she said something about she us said being we were homies.
4: homies. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
0: That's awesome. Uh, Bree and Jess got to go to the party. How was the party, ladies? You can't just, just shake, shake your head. Pass. It's you can't nod your head. Sorry. It was good. <laughs> I didn't shake my head. <laughs> Bree, Bree's like sitting back in her chair. Shaking her head. Line, yeah, was like, good. Yep. Uh-huh.
1: It was really good. It was really fun. Jess said it was a lot better than last year because more space. Oh man,
2: last year like smashed into so, each other. So where was it? It's the it's on the north side of the gateway and there's just an open space. Um I think it used to be several different stores, but now it's open, so they do like the urban flea market in that space. I think they'll probably do the Made in Winter Festival there too.
3: That's awesome.
0: But they it's had a stage food. with
1: a little bit of live music and
0: Good cookies Lots of vendors Lots of cookies I saw that I had one of the cookies That Brie brought back for me
3: D- I'm wondering did
1: I'm like- Made in the wrap, Yep that The wrapped so one D-
0: did
4: I wish I, like-
2: I have g- gotten more of them figured it was easy really to transport Because it was in <laughs> a wrapper who, who made that my cookie? My wrapper opened I don't remember her name <laughs> they, it was
0: really fucking good It was a high name. quality uh, cookie
3: Just had it while we were
2: there She I
3: had to Because my plastic opened And I broke the cookie So I'm wondering Did Lakai win everything again? <laughs> uh you haven't read the issue? I right? haven't because I've just gone. I <laughs> haven't
0: had a chance so to I, really I, look through it. I haven't either. Uh I've looked through a little bit of it, but um we will be doing so one of the things we really like about City Weekly's best of is it gives us at least two, maybe more. We, we're talking about some other ways to play do it. episodes. Uh
2: Those cookies were done by a company called Cookies and Lipstick. Her co- name is Amanda.
0: Cookies and Lipstick. I'll have yes. to I'll have to remember that because those were really good yeah, cookies. Yeah, the
1: next time somebody's mm-hmm. like what should we do? Because it transported well. I get, I carried it around on my well, personal I ate all it for night.
0: breakfast the next day. It was <laughs> great. Um, but anyway, uh, we do like the city weekly best of edition. Um, it really does highlight a lot of awesome places in the state of Utah. Uh, and, and we use it for content. Uh, we get a, we get a lot of content out of it. Uh, we like to, uh, make fun of people's fic picks and editors picks and how many times Lakai wins. And no <laughs> one that I know has ever been to Lakai for dinner. Um, they've all been for field trips or, like some catered corporate event. And I just don't believe that Lakai is truly uh-huh. an actual restaurant.
2: I definitely know that they that they did get an entry in there, but I don't know how many. I don't think it's as many as, as last year.
0: I, I want to talk a little bit about that. So Enrique Lamon, the editor for City Weekly, did a write-up on the website. I don't know that this is actually in the, in the edition, um, but it's just kind of a, uh, an editor's note on uh, the edition itself. And I just want to read a bit out of the middle of it because I found it it was really kind of telling, uh, where City Weekly's at and where we are as a, as a, an, an area, an environment here in Utah, especially in the Salt Lake area. So, uh, I'm just going to read one paragraph out of it. He says, our maiden Best of Utah issue boasted 350 ballots returned for its readers poll. This time around, so this is the 30th year that they've done it. Some ten thousand of you cast one hundred twenty three thousand five hundred and twenty seven <laughs> unique votes across one hundred and fifty categories. Best coffee shop was our most popular category with two thousand two hundred and thirty one caffeinated votes followed by Best Radio Station and Worst Utah. Notable entries in the <laughs> latter include me, the person who thought it was a good idea to tear up Utah County I fifteen, and my son's wife, yuck. <laughs> Because it's all right in. That's one of the things that's really awesome about the City Weekly voting for the best of is it's all right in votes. Bree's looking at me all You stole out. my book. I just picked it up. Get over it. I wanna see uh who won Best Coffee Shop. I did like the uh the um layout this year, where they're doing like staff picks yeah. and mixed with reader picks. I thought that was really cool to kind of see the back and forth between staff and reader in various categories. And I like that the staff picks were almost always first.
2: Yeah. And I know that in past years, we've talked about how awesome the staff pick categories are. There's some this year that they have, I mean, that haven't even been close to what they've done. And I just, I love that story about that cute little, excited for it
1: pastry lady and the, the Roy lady. Petra. <laughs>
2: yes. I could not. amazing. Petra, sorry. Um, so I am friends with this cute little German lady and she is normally at the Wheeler Farm Farmers Market and she, al- she's from Roy and she also has her stuff in like Lee's Market in North Salt Lake. She does, I think she does once a month up at, she's got a contract at Hill Air Force Base, um, and she does a bunch of festivals, but, um, That was one of the very first things that I saw when I logged on at 530 in the morning. And I was so excited for her because it was a staff pick. And so I posted it on her Facebook page and she like Facebook calls me and she's like, Oh my gosh, I wouldn't have even known. I'm just up here in Roy if you hadn't have told me and just like her pure joy. And she said that when she found out, she like screamed in her house. Her husband had to come find out and keep in mind this guy's like, seven year old veteran. So I'm sure that like hearing his wife like curdling screaming across the house is probably not a great thing, but just seeing her like pure joy of that was so awesome. And Scott Renshaw was the one that did the write up on her. And for me, I just think I love all the editors there, but he's been writing for so long for, so for him to recognize her for her old world pretzels was awesome.
0: So I do, I do think it's worth mentioning since we said there were 2231 the top vote getter uh for coffee uh beans and brews One best coffee
3: i like beans Bruce. and brews and
2: the write-up's really nice oh, but actually you popcorn um actually the coffee shop that is in riverton made it in there as well because i was really excited about so that. yeah
0: so the other two that were in the top three that rounded it out were coffee garden and three cups uh, and, and it's like being, it, there's a nice write up here that talks about how many gigantic national chains there are, like Dunkin', it specifically mentions Dunkin' Donuts, but basically you can't go anywhere without seeing a Starbucks anymore, even, even here in Salt Lake. Uh, and Dunkin' Donuts is, is getting close, but we do love our local coffee shops. Like most of the people I know at my office that get coffee, they're picking it up at one of the beans locations somewhere, yeah. somewhere on their way to work. So I just thought, I'd look it up because I hadn't even seen who won. It's not really surprising they win best coffee shop a lot of the times, but. So really cool. Thank you very much to City Weekly for, uh, including us again. And and Enrique
2: for just like always keeping us in the back of his mind. Like there's so many other people in other categories that he could write about and the idea that he Hand-picked episode one hundred and fifty forever hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> he says he wants to do a nice round one. Yes, yeah, because so, he was
1: one of the first people Jess and I ran into.
2: Yeah, he was in the door. So. Yeah, and I think maybe like episode two hundred might be a good one. That'd be a good one to get him back on. Yeah. So I'll have, just have to look at our calendar.
0: <laughs> we could get him on two hundred eight. Oh, the four year anniversary. That'd be yeah. two hundred eight, right? Yeah, that'd, that'd be cool. That'd be a good one. It's, it's nice and round in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got the zero, you got the eight. It's, it's the true. four you're up. Two is curvy too. Yeah, it's, it's not really round. It's got that flat bod- bottom. Bottom. Okay. Not the way I write my twos. I like round bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. <laughs> when it comes to twos, I like round bottoms. Um, Yeah, so thanks guys. We really appreciate that. Uh, I also want to talk about my own personal best stuff. Because we had our competition last week at the office. Oh
2: yeah, Ooh, it's time.
0: We learned some very, uh, very serious lessons this time around. So the the category was uh, best Thai noodle dish. That was too broad. Um, we had uh, we had a, a smattering of dishes. Obviously, I didn't want to go with just pad Thai, but the problem is, not everyone that's involved in this competition is a serious foodie. Uh, like myself and Scotty where we go out and seek like, out don't things understand. and tell each other about awesome places we find. Um, So we ended up, I didn't want a bunch of pad Thai. We still ended up with a bunch of pad Thai because, you know, That's best Thai noodle dish. No. So part of the problem is when you're comparing noodle dishes and you have four different noodle dishes from four different places, it's hard to compare one right up against the other because it's not the same kind of dish. But I will tell you this. uh, uh Did I, Put the winner in there. I didn't. Um, so red, uh, red Thai uh, is that the name of Red Thai Bistro on Ninetieth and Redwood, right next to Village Baker? Hmm. You know what place I'm talking about? Yep. That that place won uh, for the kuakai. Uh, but we had kuakai, we had pad thai, had pad Kimau, we had pad siu. I drove all the way to Orem <laughs> because I believe Bangkok Thai still has the best Thai food. They've moved locations, and I was really concerned that it would be different. Um, the noodles were a little dry, uh, compared to what I'm used to from there, but I haven't been there in a long time, but that was a very close second. Um, the, the kuakai, I actually probably, my vote threw it over cause I didn't vote for my own. I voted for that one, (laughs) but it was a really good dish. Um, You overthrew your own vote. I did cause I thought it was better. I gotta be honest. Right. Uh, so next month's competition in December, uh, is the best cheap Chinese lunch special.
3: Cheap Chinese lunch special. That's
0: so, w- we, we, we have narrowed down, it has to be sweet and sour chicken. So it's the same dish. Which kinda sucks cause there's other better dishes, I think. I think that's a shitty dish, but, you know, people. But anyway. <laughs> we're g- At least do sweet and sour pork. We're going to be comparing things like the fried rice that's included, what kind of value you get, along with the actual taste of all the food.
1: Are you guys putting together spreadsheets?
0: We do. (laughs) So we put categories, and everyone gets a vote in each category, and we decide ahead of time if we're going to weight the categories, because sometimes, like, you know— Best overall taste, one thing wins, but it loses in all the other categories. So how does it, how does it end up, how did, best overall taste should be worth something more than like what the best noodle is. So anyway, we learned some lessons. We're getting better as, as we go.
3: Are more people joining your group or is it still? Uh, the- no, by design.
1: I think it's gotten a little more sophisticated since they invited Chris to join.
3: Um, not
0: really. Uh, I mean, the bread pudding was pretty sophisticated. Uh, so. I'm just the cause of it now happening monthly. That's awesome. So I'm like no, no no no, we need to we need to keep this going. Like I heard about the bread pudding story and I'm like we need to continue with this <laughs> with this tradition. So, uh continue on we will, uh and I will let you guys know next month uh in December what that looks like.
2: I'm excited.
4: Uh <laughs>
2: maybe we should talk about all the idiot drivers that exist in Utah when the first snow happened.
0: Yeah, I was wondering when we were going to talk about that. So it's technically not the first snow. Of the
2: right, because it has already happened. But, but
0: the first, like, commute, Like,
2: long, like, all day. Yeah. But you guys have tons of the snow over here.
0: Yeah, we had. Pulled like, around the
2: corner, and I was like, whoa.
0: Yeah, we had like six inches ish, maybe. I think it might
2: even be eight. The wind um, always blows ours away.
0: <laughs> yeah, we always get a lot right here because we are kind of on the west bench of sorts. We're right on the hill there. So we do get uh, a lot more on average. Plus, we're a little bit closer to the lake. Um, so I think we get some of that uh, off of the the Great Salt lake Our street gets
1: more snow than some of the rest of our neighborhood, though.
0: Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, what the fuck, man? So it was fine yesterday morning. It was... Kind of starting to snow at like nine or ten yesterday, so it missed the morning commute pretty much. But the afternoon commute, holy shit! Like everyone forgot that when snow is on the ground, don't yeah. drive like an idiot. You gotta slow it down just a little bit. Yeah, little like, space. and that
2: strictly, like they—that's what they said. Oh, I think the number was just over three hundred, like final count. Crashes. And yeah, and UHP said that it was all speed-related.
0: It's all speed. You cannot go 70 miles an hour or more on a yeah, highway. Yeah, I was
2: going slow and I still got pulled over.
0: <laughs> what? Did you get pulled over for driving too fast for conditions? No,
2: <laughs> no I was driving fine.
0: Uh, so like on I-215 southbound, they closed it on the west side belt over by 45th uh, because there was like a 15 car pileup. They had to close the whole and thing And a freeway. jackknife
2: semi up Sardine Canyon. Like
0: I just totally, I don't. I don't understand how you don't remember. It's not like magically you didn't live in Utah for the last however many years you've lived in Utah.
2: Uh, even just like when was probably our last snow January or actually probably even into March. Well, and you're forgetting from yeah. March to November. Like how how do you? I thought my memory was bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean
0: that 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 really is that that is true. Like how do you not remember how to drive in snow? And I fucking watch people driving and they're like sliding all over the place. They're going too fast. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Flying past me? I'm going 45, which is maybe even a little too fast on this highway. And you're flying past me like easily 15, 20 miles an hour faster than me. I know that's not safe. I don't even give a shit if you have all-wheel drive. It doesn't matter.
4: Yeah,
3: if you're going to slide, all-wheel drive isn't going to yeah, make a you difference. you just slide with four tires instead yeah. of two. Black ice is black ice. Yeah. It doesn't make any difference. I
2: even hit a pocket of it this morning. It was, I mean, it wasn't bad, but I definitely felt it.
0: Yeah, this morning was super-duper icy because it got really, really cold last night and just froze everything.
2: I don't know what it was like up here, but in Utah County, it was a really windy last night, and that just makes it even worse.
0: Yeah, I don't think it was super windy last night, but it was like 20 degrees this morning. I don't
1: think it was very windy. We just, in in addition to stupid drivers, we have stupid parkers in our neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, Brie called the cops I on called the cops. There was a guy parked at the end of our street. He was parked horizontally, so he was parked like he would be parked against the curb, but there's a car already there, so he was parked, like, double parked.
0: But not We're, even double parked, like extra space between him and the car.
1: But right by the fire hydrant and semi-blocking one of the neighbor's driveways.
4: Yeah. And I was,
1: and I gave him a long time because I got home about 10 after 6. Chris said he'd been there since 5.30. And I was like, okay, well, we'll wait till after dinner. And I was like, and I tried it because I tried a couple times and the lines were busy. The circuits were busy for the non-emergency line. Right. And so I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll wait till after dinner. So after dinner, Chris was like, since we're not going boxing, I'm going to go down and play a game for a minute. And I was like, okay, I'm going to just go sit upstairs. So I was sitting upstairs, and I'm like, I'm going to try again really quick, and I called and got through. So they were there at least two hours before I called. I mean, it was before that, though,
0: because there was snow on the car. It was there all night. It doesn't matter. But
1: then it was there all night long. But a cop came and gave him a ticket.
0: So. Just stupid. Like, why would you park there? It's like someone was parking there to, like, shovel (laughs) their driveway and then just left the car in the middle of the road.
1: uh, and the, uh, they thought, oh, it's all right. But the thing is, is our street gets a snowplow down it. And because it's a and circle a
0: school bus and we have and then
1: there's a school bus that goes right to that house that they were kind of blocking and, and it already house, has to do like a three or four the point house, turn.
0: the house that they are kind of blocking is also the neighbor that has had EMTs there multiple times because of their youngest. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. had lots of issues. Like, come on, like have a fucking brain. Don't park your car there. So
2: I was hopeful. That so they yes, would tell I it, am but, that
1: neighbor. Get off my fucking lawn.
2: Oh, I I've called the cops. On my neighbors before yeah. too. I'm so, the mean neighbor lady. Ask the kids. I'm I'm really considering
0: calling them on the car that's been parked next to the fire hydrant on the curb for like two weeks and hasn't moved because that's against the law as well. You're basically storing your derelict vehicle on public property. Well,
1: and there's a sign outside of our neighborhood that says "Don't park on the snow."
0: Right on, the street. on the street
1: when snow. there's snow. And last night there were like five along our street,
0: including a cop. Yeah, one of our neighbors is a cop, and he's got an undercover car that he drives all the time, and it was parked on the street. Not cool. Anyway, enough bitching about that. But fuck, come on, just just slow down, dumbasses.
2: Yeah, especially since we're expecting a lot of snow the next couple days.
0: Yeah, like somewhere between six and twelve inches in the valley. Uh, that's pretty. That's pretty heavy. That's significant. And I did not get my leaves in the backyard raked up.
2: (laughs) Hashtag (laughs) mulch.
0: They'll be there in the the spring. I'll mow them down. It's fine. Doesn't matter. They'll be waiting for you. It's fine. It's good fertilizer. That's that's how I see it. Just good old-fashioned fertilizer. Yes, it is. It's perfectly (laughs) fine.
1: Suffocate your lawn.
0: It doesn't. We'll just aerate it again. That worked out well, actually. The aeration helped a lot this year, I think. So maybe I'll have uh, Paige's husband come aerate my lawn again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just have him do it earlier in the season this time. Uh, the dog. First snow for Miss Phoebe over here. How'd she do? Dude, she loves it. She was, so I had her out front cause I was shoveling and I had her out front with me cause we're trying to keep, teach her, uh, the come command and the, the callback, uh, really well. And she's, been really good she only had one incident where she took off running when a neighbor was pulling into their driveway towards the neighbor and I'm like no you have to come back and and uh, it took her a minute before she started coming back and I'm like okay you're done now you can go play out back but she was like running around in the snow she was like jumping and like nosediving into <laughs> the uh, snow embankments I was creating while I was shoveling she loved it
3: good that's Absolutely awesome loved it uh,
1: are you going to tell your Ebo story yeah, so speaking of oh. dogs
3: so yeah so so let me back up slightly. So we were gone last week to Disneyland, which was awesome. And I, and I have to say, for those people who Disney isn't exactly their thing, uh, Star Wars. Why Land, are you looking at me? Because, <laughs> but but Star Wars Land, I think would be. I think you would really like it. So it's it's supposed to be patterned after one of the port stops in one of the movies, and it's it feels just like it everything that too doesn't exist it's a new world is it not in the the existing movies okay so it's a new world but you walk through it's interactive it's all life-size they've got tie fighters and they've got the millennium falcon all life-size and anyway it's pretty cool so we were there last week and and you guys watched the poopies the wieners so we get back so so ebo had been coughing a little bit before we left but not a nothing really that i even thought much of but when we got back He was coughing and hacking stuff up pretty good. So we took him home. We kind of watched him Friday night. And then by Saturday afternoon, we're like, we should probably have him checked out. One, we were were thinking we don't want him to be contagious. And then you guys watched him all week. And then your your dogs get it. So that was kind of part of it. But he was coughing pretty good. So we took him. So our normal vet was closed because this was Saturday, I don't know, like 5 or 6 in the afternoon. And our normal vet was closed, so there's a new vet in our Walmart, believe it or not. And so we thought, yeah, let's take it there. It's it's at least worth a shot. So we took it in. They took a look at him, but as as I kind of thought was going to be the case, they're really not equipped. So so the 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 vet who looked at him there said, D- "Do you know he has a heart murmur?" And I said, "Yeah, we knew he had a heart murmur from his peach pit incident. They told okay. us that he had one to keep an eye on it. That at some point in time, it'll probably come into play." The problem is I had Jonathan with me. And so when they when she's talking about it and she starts talking heart disease and all this kind of stuff, it's he's freaking, freaking out. him out. And then you know they said well there's really nothing we can do. You're going to need to to get into your normal vet first of the week. So we go home and he's all upset and then he tells Hannah and she's all upset and somehow the older two hear a word of it and pretty soon they're texting and oh what's wrong? So because Jonathan's like, Ebo's he dying, Heart Heart heart's going to die. And, and a level three. And so it's a level three murmur, which you have between one and seven. Seven, you're dead. One, you wouldn't even know it. So he's at a three. So it's kind of low. They told us a couple years ago when he had his Peach Pit incident that he was at a one or a two and that as he got older, it, it's going to... Yeah, that's what happens to old things. It's normal. So anyway, so it's so they're all freaked out. So Monday morning, first thing I call the vet and they were awesome and also Riverton veterinarian we we really like them, they're pretty cool. So they got they got us in yesterday morning. So I took him in, they did an x ray and confirmed everything that the that the other vet had said. Um because of the murmur, his heart's enlarged on the one side and it's pushing against his lungs, and that's what's causing the cough is it's creating fluid on his lungs. However, very treatable. So He's got heart medication and then he's got a medication to clear up his lungs. He'll be on the heart medication for the rest of his life. Um But he's like, uh, the vet was like, this is really isn't anything to worry about. This is this is very treatable. He's like y- you got it early enough. We get him on the meds, you know, three, four days. You should see it's pneumonia, basically doggy pneumonia, three, four days. You should start seeing it better within a week. The cough should be gone Um, the med- keep him on the medication. He's like most most dogs, older dogs that have this at least another two or three years on the meds so you should be fine so he's okay but man that made for kind of a well i mean your kids have been around
0: for other dogs that died but like when Ico died like that dog was like living death for four years so so, when she she died died, it
3: was like it was a relief kind of and and it was so fast so we i can't remember we were out doing something and i want to say it was a sunday evening and we're out doing something and and the kids call, Oh, the dog is dying. And we're like, okay, just calm down. Cause you know, she's been dying forever. Uh, by the time we got home, she really was legitimately almost dead. And she died within minutes of us getting home. So she went from, I say fine, relatively speaking for, for what she was to, to dead in like half an hour. <laughs>
0: yeah. She was, she looked like she was going to die at any moment for, <laughs> for, for like several
3: years, three or four years. She she was down to like two teeth. And anyway,
0: which Ebo is, Ebo is a little bit different, but like, there's a difference in lifespan too. Like, he was a wiener dog, right? And wiener dogs don't live that long, right? Like so he's, he's nine, and then that's
3: pretty old for a wiener dog. For a wiener, he's up there. He's up there. Uh Eleven or twelve is kind of like the max. Yeah, he's a
1: he's a fatty bo baddie. He is. We, oh. we took him for walks. Get,
3: guess how much he weighs? So they weighed him. I was, I was saying twenty five to thirty. Twenty seven. Yeah. <laughs> For that's a wiener dog I,
0: That's what I was telling Brie She's like "Oh, I'm like He's almost as big as Phoebe She's like Because no. well,
1: he pulls And when he pulls You know I I base it against How hard the other dogs no? I'm pull I'm like
0: No 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 He's probably like 25-30 pounds He's somewhere in yeah. there
3: 27 She's pounds. like No way and
0: Then we were going to weigh him And not tell you And It's like forgot. a little
3: tank <laughs> <laughs> But believe it or not 30. I don't know if you remember When we got him He was a lot fatter than that I don't remember Because the people who had him or. It was a Uh person who's handicapped and so he just fed ebo off the table all day long and like never took For
0: him those out. of you that don't know what ebo looks like ebo is basically like it's he looks like a keg that has little stubby tiny little legs legs on the end of it that allow it to just barely sit off the ground like his chest and belly are less than an inch off the ground most of the time
3: and in weather like this, where That's it's how my
2: parents'
3: where it's snowy like this, you can see everywhere he's yeah, been. because it's like, just like a big tunnel, this dragging spot, <laughs> and then these little footprints next to the big <laughs> dragging spot through the snow. <laughs> <laughs> so that was our Ebo scare for the weekend, but he's doing better. So he's been on his meds for two days now. The coughs improved a little bit, but but it's still yeah, it'll get a lot better a tad here. Tad snow. early.
1: Yeah, we took Rocky and Ebo on a walk every single day. So we didn't take Ebo with us on our big walk because he would have never made it. Yeah. We took Rocky with us and he'd cry and cry and cry. And so when he came, we came back, we'd leave Chopper and Rocky in the house and then we'd take Phoebe and, uh, Ebo out and just walk up to the top of the street and down at the, down to the bottom of the circle. So that's probably about Ebo's
3: length for a walk.
1: I think he could have gone further one day, but I'm trying to remember what I think Phoebe got out and was doing something. And so we,
3: the funny thing was how Ebo and Phoebe played so oh, well. yeah, they I just thought, they just hit it off and played a. Ton. I thought they I thought it would have been the other way around, but Ro- it's funny because Rocky was just a little bit intimidated, maybe by the size. I don't know, but so enough about our uh,
0: <laughs> our pet events. The new Jess. Utah Pet Zone is there. Yeah, new Utah Pet Zone. Is there uh, other events going on?
2: I'm sure there are but I didn't write any down. So you wrote a couple down? I see them. Well, not like a, a thorough a thorough writing. Um coming up the well, most importantly, this weekend is Small Business Saturday. So I'm sure that we'll talk about it the next few weeks, just making sure that, that there's so many local businesses that you can support during the holiday season, whether it's for food or gifting, um, the yeah, farmer's if you, market.
3: If you're going to dinner for the holidays, don't go to Sizzler, <laughs> go somewhere local,
2: right? <laughs> uh, uh, no, it's yeah, all Garden. um, so Salt Lake Farmer's Market, and then starting the first weekend of December is the Made in Utah Festival. So there are plenty of opportunities, and over the next few weeks, we'll feature some of our favorites on Facebook and Instagram. Um, And, um, and watch Black Friday this weekend, if you're
0: listening to this uh, before Thanksgiving or on Thanksgiving. Um, a lot of local businesses do big sales for Black Friday, too. It's not just the big box retailers. And and there's a little hint you're probably not gonna be like fucking twelve hundred people deep in a local shop. Right. You're gonna get better service and you're gonna get a better product. So
2: Yeah, exactly. Um so the just going ahead a little bit because you'll want tickets to, to this. We talked about it last week. The seventh of December is the front row film rose Christmas story at Brewies, nine PM. So I love that, that movie. Will be lots of fun.
3: The Scott Farkas incident.
2: Um,
1: so there, <laughs> I've never watched that story all the way through that movie. I've seen parts of it all over this, and lots, multiple things, but I've never just sat down and watched it.
3: Well, this is the year. This is the It's year. on
2: 24 Hours, TNT, TBS.
3: Yeah, for like, th- it's on,
0: it's on on demand. I um, bet. On demand. You know what else is on 24 Hours? Fucking Disney Plus shit. <laughs> Remember you asked about that last week? I hadn't really invested. I I still have it. (laughs) Oh, my God. It is amazing. And I'm not a Disney fan. It
1: has all the old, like it has, not only has a nostalgia one, but it has like a, I can't remember the other category, but it has old, all the old movies, like Bedknobs and Broomsticks and all that kind of stuff.
0: When we went to Southern Utah, I downloaded uh, the first episode of The Mandalorian for free to watch on the way back and a stupid like young teen disney movie it was a zombie movie a zombie high school i think is <laughs> oh, what yeah, it was called. the zombie high yeah
3: Brie liked both I, of I them i know cuz i've got kids that age that...
0: yeah <laughs> i have a wife that likes those movies my kids aren't that age anymore they like them too yep and mom loves them how's the the mandalorian how's that it's fantastic oh, if you like star wars you probably will like it if you're a blowhard you you're just stupid don't watch things <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's people that that are bitching about it and i'm like it's fucking fantastic it's great it's it's everything you want in star wars and it's an yes, episode of the show. people that
2: complain about everything in their yeah lives, so, so why do you want to associate with them
0: i don't i don't i tell them to shut their mouths and let me enjoy what i enjoy and go punch themselves in the face because they don't like <laughs> anything okay jess
3: sorry to derail you yet again
2: i'm not <laughs> so about a week ago, our good friends at Roquefort Machine announced that they are going to do an all you can eat cheese event at We Olive and it is already sold out. Fun. So they have announced two more dates. January tenth and January seventeenth. Please go because this is their they're actually going out of the country and this is their like going out of the country money. So Are
3: they coming back? Yes, they're coming this back. So it's just a vacation? Yes.
2: They will be taking all of February off. So You know um, all you can
3: eat cheese, that's like a Oh my
2: gosh. I can't even like uh-huh.
3: I oh, talked to like them like on Saturday days. about
2: this. And mm. I was like, that's because I they had they had on their menu. I don't know if they're doing it anymore, but like a steak and egg and cheese dish. It was so good. Not that they serve anything bad, but it was like extra good. And so we were just talking. I was like, guys, that is <laughs> so much cheese. If a normal portion's like five ounces of cheese, like
4: it's a lot of cheese. That's not a But
2: it's gonna be awesome because we all of you can buy drinks and 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 other things there. So it'll be mm-hmm. a good event. So the tenth and the seventeenth. And I'm sure both of those are going to sell out. I love those ladies. Um, also something happened, um, over this last weekend. There is, um, a person in the LGBTQ plus community by the name of Princess Kennedy, who's, I, I don't want to say one of the oldest, but definitely, um, a huge part of the community and she was in a really, really bad accident over the weekend. So I, I thought it was a scooter accident. It was a scooter accident. Like, like a lime scooter. I'm not scooter? sure. I don't know if it was a lime scooter or if it was a regular scooter. Um they haven't said like a, um but basically like shattered her whole face and uh, they she had, had bad to wait. Car? No, she had a curb. Um oh, it's and just
3: a fluke thing. Huh.
2: I have no idea. I don't want to speculate. But um anyways completely shattered her face and they were waiting to um for brain fluid to stop dripping
0: have you seen the pictures um
2: yeah the pictures are are pretty bad um but you got to sh- like I'll show like a bo- but show like a before picture of her um to get like a, an idea um, anyways, okay. she has done so much for the Utah homeless community, for the youth community. Um, she has a salon that's in Library Square that she does hair, haircuts for. That's she Princess makes, Kennedy. she makes cancer wigs. I, um, I can, I can't. just okay. stand up and look. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, so, um, today, which is Tuesday that we're recording this, um, she did go, she, good news is, is there is no brain damage. That's great. Um, but she went into surgery at two o'clock on Tuesday and it was supposed to be from, I think, two to nine for reconstructive surgery. So they are holding an event, if you're listening for some reason on Wednesday morning, um, at Club Triangles, all the proceeds from that show. And then on December 11th at Urban Lounge, there will be a huge event, um, that they will be fundraising because she doesn't have insurance, no insurance.
1: Um, but she does a lot for the community. So like Tons. the reason that, yes, that's that people want to do, while you guys
2: were looking at the picture, wanted to do all <laughs> this is just because of all of the work she does for the community. Yeah. She's, she's incredible and she just has an incredible story. And I just saw her two weeks ago at a concert I was at. So, um, hopefully everything went well with the surgery and we'll post, I'll post links to the event. So, and um, there are two, also two GoFundMes that are going. So, uh, probably a long road, but hopefully, hopefully a, a good recovery. I think that's all. That's that I have.
0: Sorry, you caught me like mid yawn. I'm exhausted. no, it's okay.
2: I'm I'm just looking at my notes to see if
1: there was, well, you noted that clever octopus else. was moving and it says oh, yes. their location hasn't been announced. I yes. actually know where it is. It's a really cool looking building. I'm not going to say since they haven't announced it, but their classes will run through the end of the year just at their old location.
2: And they are still taking donations.
1: Yes. Um, but they're actually starting to move this weekend. So it's really exciting. It's, it's a, it looks to be from the outside pictures that I've seen a really great
3: space. Um, is it close to where they are or is it? She can't say.
2: Yeah, they haven't announced it yet. So yeah. we probably she, she, shouldn't I mean, say anything. She
3: can tell you off air.
2: It's all <laughs> in about the
1: same area. It's not like,
3: well, it's just not they're moving to.
2: No. Dog no, no, no.
1: But I think it's going to be really, really good Saint for them because they have, mm-hmm. I mean, she talked about this when, when we were interviewing her. They have big plans for classrooms and space for other artists to come and, and be creative in this space. Right. Um, so I think, I think this is a really good thing. And I was really excited when I saw pictures of the space for them. So, and they also
2: made it in City Weekly Best of. Woohoo. Oh, they did. That's awesome. Yep.
1: I'll have to email her.
0: So, um, I want to talk, it's Thanksgiving, and I think we have to start by talking about Marie Calendars, which was <laughs> closed and shuttered, and everyone's super excited. Dun, dun, dun. So Perkins, which is the company that owned Marie Calendars, actually folded. They filed Chapter 11 bankruptcy. We were speculating.
2: Um, but they were but I, they were keeping the one open by the airport, the Perkins that's up there.
0: Um, But they had closed all the others. Uh, they are reopening the 33rd South, is it 33rd or 39th? 39th. 39th. Um, by the hospital, right? Yep. Uh, 39th South location of Marie Calendars. They're opening it up in time for the holidays. So you can go eat your stupid pies or you could go to a local business and support it.
2: Like the store.
0: Not saying that the Marie Calendars isn't local because it kind of is at this point, but you know, there's a reason it closed and that's because they couldn't sustain themselves as a restaurant.
2: You might have to go to Marie Callender's because it might be too late to get pies. <laughs> well, if you're trying to get pies
0: for Thanksgiving, you're fucking stupid because you waited until you're listening to this, which at the very <laughs> earliest is a Wednesday before Thanksgiving. <laughs>
4: before.
2: Yeah, I ordered my dessert last week. Y- you can go to Costco.
0: I got a Costco pumpkin pie from work. The five pounds our- cheesecake. I'm not gonna lie cheesecake.
3: though, I like Costco's pumpkin pies. I don't think their they're pumpkin that good. cheesecake is good. I had a piece have you last ever night. Had my
2: pumpkin pie. That's why you like Costco's. Yeah, I had so I had a I
3: piece last night. I
0: make a
2: good pumpkin pie but He's too. like, I'm,
0: I'm not making any so pumpkin you making pie this year. I'm making pumpkin
2: now. coffee cake instead of
0: pumpkin pie. Mmm, I bet that's
3: good. That my mom good. is making gonna be
2: pumpkin
0: awesome. empanadas. Yep, that sounds good. And we're having pumpkin pie that Brie
3: makes because it's good. So I haven't I I guess I haven't had a, I, I really like or I remember liking Costco pumpkin pies, but I probably haven't had one in like the three years. I think there's
0: too much cinnamon and they seem undercooked to me. Is it? uh for a pumpkin pie, I like my pumpkin pies a little bit more. Crisp and a little a, crisp on the. No, the shell. Or... No, that's firm. That's messed up, but the pie itself needs to be firm. It's messed. <laughs> <laughs> a cr- who wants a cr- Who wants a crunchy crust for a pumpkin pie?
2: I did a gingerbread crust a couple years ago.
0: That did, how'd that work out? Was that amazing? Like, was it really tough though to mm. cut through?
2: Because
0: mm. gingerbread's like
2: tough.
3: No. Gingerbread. A
2: gingerbread pie crust recipe.
3: Hmm. So but you're not making pies eel this eel? year, Brie, No, She's making pumpkin? pies.
2: I make
0: she's I making my face. favorite pie.
1: I'm going to try my hand at a banana cream or no. banana. Sorry. Coconut cream meringue pie.
0: That's my favorite pie. It's my all time favorite. So she's got my, this the pie. My grandma used to make for me all the time. And She would ask everyone what kind of pie or what kind of dessert they wanted in the family for big events like Thanksgiving or Christmas. She never asked me because she always knew what I would say. Because I would always say coconut cream pie. And her coconut cream pie was always with meringue. Because hmm. when you make a true coconut cream pie, you don't use egg whites. You just use the yolks and right. the eggs. So you have all these extra egg whites and she never wanted to waste them. So she just, just made, made meringue. meringue. Hmm. And it's fucking amazing. And I think Brie is going to be uh, a very good maker of said pie. And she's got a lot to...
1: I've never done meringue before, so we'll have to see. It's not that hard. Yeah, you'll be fine.
0: We We've got... We've got a uh, a KitchenAid. You'll be fine. Well, I finally got... A, you had to hand whip that shit. Or I finally have, actually I got
1: sorry. a pie mat that I could like roll my, my pie dough out on, so mm. I don't have to try and put it over the rolling pin and then put it over the... Which should help a little bit.
3: What else are you making? Food. No, what other pies are you making? Pumpkin.
1: Oh, there's only like six of us. So I make two pumpkin pies and a, oh, and a and one coconut po- cream is probably well, way more pies than... One, plus my mom's making pumpkin empanadas. One so.
0: pumpkin pie. Oh, that's right. The other one might be gone before Thanksgiving, <laughs> just because I don't want to eat it on Thanksgiving. And I'll probably have another slice tonight.
1: I usually make two, but with as few people as we're having, because Cassie won't, Cassie's not coming home. So it's Sean, my mom, Dawn, me, and Chris.
0: But I, I don't, are you guys excited about Marie Callender's coming back though? I'm.
2: I think there are people that are excited and I'm excited for them.
3: I haven't had a Marie Callender's pie in like 10 years. So. And I
2: worked there once. That so. is the most PC
0: fucking answer I've ever heard come
3: out of someone. <laughs> but I am. So, I'm so excited like, for the people that are getting a job. So like three years ago, three I or four years there. ago. So what about five years ago? Six Oop. years ago. Everybody Se- brought pies. Seven years ago. Everyone. To my, my parents. I guess it was nine years ago. <laughs> <laughs> everybody brought pies. And, and when I mean everybody, when all of us are there, there's like 30 of us. Like... Everybody brought, but we had so many pies. So the following year, everybody thought, oh, the other people will bring pies. Nobody brought his pie. So we had one year with not a single pie for things. So do
0: you guys not coordinate? No, they're like my office in potlucks. Everyone okay. brings something and 15 seven layer dip. Even our
1: friend group, like we, exact. like we get it going and we coordinate. We have a sign up list at
0: work. <laughs> the, the best is when someone brings like, a thing of cookies from Harmon's, but it's not like the big thing of little cookies. It's like the thing of four big pumpkin chocolate chip cookies. Like,
2: I'll cut them into quarters. What the Thanks fuck are Thanks for bringing four cookies. What are you,
0: what are you fucking contributing here, dude? Just take
3: that shit to your desk. You guys remember Maya's potluck Thanksgiving dinner yeah, a couple of years ago? Well while really we were podcasting much? and she brought the peanut butter and jelly sandwich and cut it into fours and set it out on the table. <laughs> <laughs>
4: That uh, take some guts.
3: That's
0: awesome. That is that is ballsy for sure. <laughs> um, but uh, another another local eatery that is being saved is uh, the Cotton Bottom. Yay! Bar X has bought it. Uh, they're planning to do some remodeling,
2: but they're going to keep it the same. Like the
0: the same divey like yeah. shithole, dark, uh-huh. dusty. That's what the article they, says. They call that legendary. S-
2: Alex from City Week we said that.
0: Yeah, it's something. Um, the, the one thing that I really liked, um, is they're going to keep the, really the thing you need to keep to make the cotton bottom, the cotton bottom is that damn flat top. You could demolish the building as long as you kept the kitchen, uh, and the flat top that those burgers were cooked on because part of why those burgers are so good is that flat top is just seasoned. It's garlic. You put uh, a burger on there, even a not garlic burger is a garlic burger at most places from f- the Cotton Bottom.
2: Even a not so, garlic like, burger? You
0: order a regular burger, and it's like getting a garlic burger from somewhere else when you go to Cotton Bottom. So
2: if I went there, I was like, I actually don't like garlic.
0: Well, you're in the wrong fucking place. You probably would not even want to walk in that place. <laughs> I do like garlic, by the way. And the menu there was always like dive
3: bar so it was like beer. You could get a burger and a bag of chips. So Bar X now owns Bar X, Bar Deluxe. Park City eating establishment, and now the Cotton Bottom. So that's cool. Yeah, all good. local,
0: all local. Good farm to to get moving. Um, uh, we're gonna switch gears really abruptly because I don't know how to transition from the Cotton Bottom to rape kits.
2: <laughs> but that's you can't. But facts are facts. This is like Law and Order SVU crap. How
0: <laughs> do <laughs> I, don't, I don't even respond to that? This is like Law and Order SVU.
4: It is.
3: No one watches that show.
2: I do, every weekend.
3: Along with murder, oh, she wrote.
2: Yeah. No, only Lawn <laughs> Murder, STU. No.
3: Oh, Columbo. Matlock. Uh, Matlock. Yep. No. That's good stuff. There. What was the other one?
2: So I'm pretty. Sh- I I cannot back this up. But I'm pretty sure that the Daily Herald wrote this story before Channel Two did their um, segment on it on Monday night. Yeah,
0: probably because it's from the Daily Herald.
2: No, no, I'm just saying like yeah. they broke the story. Oh, probably is what I'm saying. So, and there was a lot. What I'm
0: saying we talked a lot about these rape kits
3: like oh. two years ago. Well, I and think. then we talked about them last. Year when it when it went through with the the law that they passed about them. So we've talked about this a couple times.
0: Yeah. So Salt Lake traditionally, and not just Salt Lake, but Utah in general, 2017 has, that law was passed has had a massive backlog of rape kits. Basically, it goes like this: you get raped, you are brave enough to report it and go to the hospital, or just go to the doctor because you've been raped, and they run a rape kit on you. So you're you're you have. Been brave enough to confide in someone that you have been sexually assaulted. That is massive to begin with. So they process a rape kit. Basically they do a bunch of scrapings of your fingernails and, and your lady parts and, uh, pictures and things like that and put it all together in a kit. A lot of DNA evidence, a lot of, a lot of potential forensic evidence to help in the case later down the line. Doesn't mean you're filing charges. Doesn't even mean you've notified the police. Once you go through the process of filing charges or notifying the police and they start investigating, they can then process these rape kits. In theory. Now they don't. They just sit there. And there was a massive backlog. And so we passed a law in 2017 uh, to help fund the processing of those. And to push it along. Mm-hmm. But this is Fucking insane! Between July 2018 and June 2019, so a full year, 33 first priority cases
3: were completed. And it, it's saying right now, so if, if that, that's first priority, if your third priority, which I'm not quite sure how they rate the priority, and of the but and
0: of those first priority, only eight of those 33. We're done within the time frame goal, which is 30
3: days. Why does it How take that it long so to process a rape kit? It says that if your third priority right now, the average wait time is 767 days.
4: Especially Three with the new technology years,
2: well, that like the Utah Cold Case Coalition is using, the new um, rapid DNA testing, like if there's funding for it, there's no reason that they shouldn't be using it for so this.
0: what that means is you go two and a half years before they're going to be ready to prosecute the offender that raped you. And I'm telling you, most people that rape people don't just rape one person and be like, oh, that was fun. I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. That's not how it works. They have, in that two and a half year time span, most likely raped and assaulted plenty of other victims. Mm-hmm. And yet, here we are, still not fucking processing And these sometimes
2: the same victim. Multiple over times. and over again.
0: Yeah.
2: Still on order SVU stuff. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can you
2: insert that? No, I'm not, Come on. I'm not doing it. I don't
0: want to look it up because then I have to listen to some Law and Order stuff and that show is not good <laughs> <Jess>. <laughs> Do we need to have an intervention about <laughs> your watching Law and Order SVU? You are not Isn't 60. Are they
1: still on the air? Are, are they
2: new? Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's once. like their not She's
0: like, it's syndicated, Brie.
2: It's on USA. Or I, on I know ACP it's syndicated. It, I just whatever. didn't know if it was still. A you you need
0: to stop because she's listening off the seven channels she watches it on <laughs> right now. <laughs> it's like on the USA. It's on IPN. It's on. I, I have a know.
1: confession that will make hers not yeah, seem so bad. UPN that doesn't exist anymore. I started watching Christmas shows. I couldn't help it. I finished my little series. I was watching Netflix recommended one. I
2: can't like play. Okay. It's the
0: end of November. No, no. You have to wait until after Thanksgiving. That's too late. There's also Carrie was talking about a Hallmark Christmas movie <laughs> drinking game today on the radio. I
2: know Gina I think Gina posted the, the rules. A, yeah.
0: what? yeah, what are the rules? Basically on that
2: you thing? died because
0: so you drink. It's like all of the different times you take a shot. Like, so you take a shot anytime or you take a drink anytime, uh, someone comes on screen or someone is introduced that has a Christmas name. So, someone is introduced that has a Christmas name like, like Nick. Well Chris. Noel, or somebody comes back Chris. to
2: town that's moved away. Yeah. Like they're just like, like.
0: The oh, cheesy shit that's in every yeah. fucking song. So
2: they did some sort of a study
1: that Hallmark channel those, those Christmas stories and the Hallmark Channel movies, they evoke some of the same actual real responses from people really being with their families and stuff. And so that's why people get so hooked on them. Yeah, I so
2: love watching
1: them. I don't care if it's the same story over and over and over, I will watch aren't it. Aren't they the
3: same story yep. basically yes. like Yeah, saying, and
2: now yeah. Lifetime movies is trying to compete with Hallmark
3: so they're both means.
2: like simultaneously
3: making the same crap. Running
0: yeah.
2: Them. Yeah. The, the problem
3: so if is
0: if
2: you've accidentally
1: seen that Hallmark movie, you can just go to the Lifetime one and try that one.
0: <laughs> the problem is speaking of the Lifetime movies and rape cases, <laughs> like I watch those two sometimes lifetime christmas movies the the problem that they're having is they're still like involving like spousal abuse <laughs> and um rape and sexual abuse uh and psycho- like psychotic people in the christmas movies i haven't figured out that you just need to kind of separate those two genres so it's it's really weird like you got like a, a dude playing santa claus that's raping a lady and and she has a baby <laughs> and it's about her raising that baby and this not, is being not a This is not on Hallmark. This is on cult. Lifetime.
2: No, that's what I'm saying.
0: This is that's why it's not a I'm Hallmark movie. Yeah. If anyone was confused, <laughs> no. Lifetime is the rapey show movie place. Raped for Christmas. <laughs> 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 I want to put that in wow. the show notes so bad no. but I don't no think it's appropriate.
1: Because out of context, that's really bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's bad enough in context.
0: <laughs> But I mean, really, because that is like the lifetime for a long time. Like that's all Lifetime showed was that stuff. Like they would they would show like the fake Tanya Harding movies would be on Lifetime, (laughs) and like the Danny Bonaduce stuff was all on Lifetime. (laughs) I like
2: that you even know that though. Well,
0: my mom watched those movies a lot when I was. (laughs) What happened
2: to him?
3: Hopefully, he's rotting somewhere. He Whoa. did that he did that world's dumbest people for a long time. I will tell you where most
0: wash was up show. most yeah. wash up stars like d list celebrities where they're starting to show up like Joey Fatone who's the who's the dude that does that stupid 21 show? The no, game he's show now. Not. Network.
1: He's the one that does the
0: no, no no, but who's the stupid dude that does the oh, 21 he's, show? Oh he's... he's What's it? What's uh, his name? some the Is it Wayne Brady?
1: No, no, it's the guy from Fresh Prince
2: of Bel Air. Oh, uh, Carlton, Carlton, yes, the guy Carlton. that plays Carlton,
0: that dude. Whatever, oh, his he's name on is. America's Funniest Home video too. No, so but they all go to the game show network now and uh, host really bad game shows. Where like all the game shows that's are a
2: basically cool thing now. they're all like yeah, game except shows. for
1: he sucks at it. So there's a there's another show on called What America Says or something like that. Oh my that. god,
0: it's the dude. It's I the dude,
1: love it. It's the guy from Pitch Perfect. That's one of the other newscaster
0: guys with Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> The mm-hmm. podcast guy it does a Elizabeth really Pink. good job
1: because yeah. he makes fun of people. But it's essentially just a different it's version family of Family Feud. But I really, really like it. And There's, when it's on, I play it. Because that
3: other thing that the D-listers do where where you can pay them to to send a message to somebody. So I, I, I heard one today.
2: Yes, Cameo.
3: Yeah. So I heard one today where Mark, Martin Mark McGrath, McGrath.
2: Yep. You heard that one? I Who's, have heard uh, it.
3: It's the lead singer of um, Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray. From yeah. the nineties. So somebody, so somebody paid him a hundred bucks because that's how it works. It's anywhere from like one to five hundred dollars, depending on how high up the celebrity was.
2: Oh no, it's lower than that. Oh, like, that. yeah. Okay.
3: So, so he got paid a hundred bucks to break up with this, this, this girl to break up with her fiance. Cause
2: he liked Sugar Ray. So she paid. So he this, did the message. Yeah.
3: Sorry, dude. I hate to tell it's you, this. It's actually really sweet. <laughs> this is Martin McGrath from Sugar Ray and I got a message for it. It was so funny. Anyway.
4: Yeah. So, you yeah. do that. Wow. What All the Tommy Lee ones are really, really funny. These days. That's crazy. It's like a
2: birth, like most of them are birthday
3: messages, like. Have them do a birthday message. Yeah. So it's like a, it's like a 30 second little video yeah. or whatever that they do. Anyway. Do you guys want to do this
0: or do you want to, let's do our thing first and come back to this. I like palate cleansers after Infamous okay. Utah. Especially this one because this is pretty fucked up. Um, speaking of.
3: Okay. We'll come back to this and then we've got some other stuff if we. Why,
0: why is this whole show going to be rape themed now? That's a. Well, nice. I know, but it, we tend to do that by accident. I
3: did, that was totally unintentional. Nice segue, though, where you were talking about creepy rapists. I
0: know, right? And this could have been. Did they do one on Lifetime on these on on her? Yeah, yeah. Not not because they her, did two. They did hers and no, then
1: they
2: did another. Uh, one.
0: Lifetime was not her. Lifetime was no. Lifetime. no she did her own. Hers she
2: did her A and E. I think. Yeah. She, so by her, let's uh, yeah, let's introduce
0: this. So our infamous Utah for the month of November. Um, it's it's really kind of. You um, can't is,
1: really talk about one without the other.
0: Yeah, so it's Brian David Mitchell and Wanda Barzee. Uh, they are um, probably best known for uh, kidnapping. They're only known for. <laughs> no, 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 not true, because uh, Brian David Mitchell was, was known by a lot of folks as Homeless Jesus for a long time. It's true. Downtown. It's like it's totally downtown. And for all we know, she sold
3: Amway, so she might have... <laughs> Had a circle of Dude, friends she's like she's fucking crazy. They're both crazy. They- so she's like <laughs>
2: straight Jesus too. <laughs> so back in
0: 1999 or 2000, I can't remember which. Um, uh, they kidnapped Elizabeth Smart. No, oh no, it was no, later it was than 2002, that. 2002, 2002.
3: 2002.
1: Because oh, both my timeline. kids were born, and and Cassie was afraid of uh of the window.
0: So I'm gonna let Jeremy because I guarantee he's got a timeline printed out to go. Ready for this? Do I do you? have
3: a timeline. Weird. Good job, Jeremy. Do we want do we, we want to start with the kidnapping, or do we want to start with a little background on? Well, let's do background. Creepy David Mitchell.
0: Um, we could do some
3: background on on creepy BDM. Okay, so creepy David Mitchell. It's it's Brian, Brian. or Brian Brian David Mitchell. Yeah, sorry. BDM. sorry. Bar- Brian David Mitchell BDM. So he's born October eighteenth, nineteen fifty three, in Salt Lake City. Uh, the third of six children. Born to Mormon parents. Oh,
1: here we go again. The <sighs> Mormon families,
3: and they are pretty strict LDS, which that may or may not mean anything. However, uh, he's from outsiders looking in, neighbors and friends. They think that they're a relatively normal family,
4: except
2: for he was raised on whole wheat bread and steamed vegetables. What's There's nothing wrong with whole wheat bread, or if that's all vegetables. you're raised on. Yeah, it what? seemed vegetables gross, but whole wheat bread is yummy. What?
0: There's nothing wrong with those two things. If that's all
2: you <laughs> eat for every meal.
0: I mean, you're probably <laughs> poor as shit, but
3: that can't be the end of the world. <clears throat> Obviously. I'll tell you some of the shit I ate, and then you'll think that's Well, that they're odd but heaven. decent family, so. So that's what people say. But when, when <laughs> they get to know more about them, uh when Brian is eight... Uh, his parents attempted to teach him about sex by showing him sexually explicit pictures in a medical journal and other sexual-oriented books.
1: How are sexually Actually, explicit video- pictures in a medical journal?
0: So, hold on. Are
3: you I really saying, think
1: that those, that's an oxymoron. Are you
3: saying when I set the daughters
0: down and watched Pornhub with them? That <laughs> might not have been the best. Was that-
1: My kids already knew about sex before I even met you.
0: It's true. But then once I met them, I was like, okay, I need you to know this isn't really how things happen, but... This thing goes like in that could. thing. Make sure you wear a condom. I know they don't wear those in a lot of these videos, but <laughs>
3: so Since that was girls, not. I shouldn't wear the have. I shouldn't have. Probably should not have done that. Done, should have done a different thing. Okay. So then, also to teach their their children.
1: I I I still want to address this really quick. Oh. I don't think you can have a sexually explicit
0: medical journal sex
1: picture in a medical journal.
0: No, I mean the best you could think is like the Kama Sutra, maybe. Those become some. medical journals explicit. are
1: usually not like I wouldn't consider anything like in. Like you could see. There might be explicit. quacks out there you, wrote. You something. could
0: see a solid picture of a vagina or a penis in a medical journal.
1: Right, but I don't think. But I don't think
0: you're going to see explicit. like sexually explicit, like hustler-style girl-on-guy action. Well, it said it said general. after that there was other
4: uh, yeah, material. It,
0: okay, yeah,
3: Debbie Does Dallas is not educational, <laughs> but that's what he was shown. All was shown of Dallas at, tw- at at starting at eight years old. So then when he's 12, uh, his parents want to teach him a lesson in being self-sufficient. So they would drop him off in unfamiliar parts of town by himself and make him find his way home. That's like poor man's Boy Scouts right there. <laughs>
1: You don't
3: do that to Jonathan. No, no. But this was back in like so. How old was <laughs> don't he? He even was born leave Jonathan the, alone. He really was born yet. in the fifties, so this was like in the late sixties, early seventies. So this would have been the time that uh, what's it said was driving around in his Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah, but he was looking for girls.
0: That's true. So he's so Brian David Mitchell was probably fine. But like, if you think about what Salt Lake looked like in the late sixties, early seventies, like if he got dropped off in Draper, getting barren. back to Salt Lake is tough. Right? Like, that's, they're, they're, they're far away. If you get dropped off in Draper and get to have to get to Salt Lake, it's tough now. No, it's not. There's a fucking tracks. It's a tracks train. And there's a State Street bus you can ride pretty much the whole damn way. It's it's two if you're out in Draper. I
1: doubt that they were giving him money for fare.
0: So, he could hook for crack? Who knows? He could give hand jobs for bus fare.
3: So then at sixteen he uh exposes himself to a child and is sent to juvenile to the juvenile delinquent hall.
0: Oh, so so he already was uh shown his wiener to people. So I don't get that. Uh, I don't
1: get how showing yourself to somebody else gets you off.
0: Uh, Weird. Uh, <laughs> he didn't get off, he got sentenced to juvie.
1: Haha uh-huh. But I don't I don't understand people who are like walk around, like what do they get out of it? I showed you my junk.
0: I mean, like, I don't understand Harvey Weinstein. Like,
2: look at me jack off into this plant. You better watch. Or what's his face, that comedian, the- Louis C.K. At K. least yeah. he
1: was like doing something to himself. To like, like people who just show themselves,
2: like, what's I don't in that? Like I don't the get like it. flashers. Yeah, yeah, but he could have been exposing himself and doing that. At the yeah, same true.
0: Because so. keep in mind, like. Usually, when people get convicted of stuff, it's lesser than what they were actually doing because they're usually pleading True. guilty to right. a lesser offense.
1: Okay. Sorry. That's no, like when, Now you know how Jess
0: feels. When people plead to committing conspiracy... Because like, keep
1: interrupting you. Oh, conspiracy like, to... Huh? Con-
0: <laughs> like when people plead guilty to conspiracy to commit armed robbery, they fucking committed armed robbery. The conspiracy charge is just a lesser virgin that they can cop to.
1: A lesser virgin? Yeah. Go on, please. <laughs> Keep, Mr. Going. So
3: Keep then, going, Mr. Uh, Timeline. So Father then, shortly Timeline. after that, his mother decides that things just aren't working out, so they send him to live <laughs> with his grandmother. <laughs> it's just not working
0: out. I mean, we showed you the pictures, <laughs> and then you were showing little kids your picture in person, and
3: then this just isn't working out for us. So they send him to live with his grandma. Uh, he soon after that drops out of school, begins using drugs and alcohol. Huh.
0: What a shocker. So then he ends up homeless.
3: He does. Like, that's uh, a
0: long time, right? Like, so, 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 like- so
3: when he's 19, he marries his first wife, who he's 19, she's 16. Uh, Karen Miner is her name. Uh, so she ends up getting pregnant, so they get married. They end up having two children, I do believe. Yeah,
2: and then when they separate, he ends up with custody because she, because she's more of a has, druggy yeah, than him. Yeah. She's a druggy.
4: <laughs>
3: So he ends up with with both of the kids, then but he
2: then she remarried and got custody back,
3: and then he who remarries. knows what he did in the meantime He remarries in nineteen eighty mm-hmm. um and then his brother you
1: guys aren't even born, no, you're born, you're not born yet.
3: No, he was fucking old when he did all this shit, yeah, so nineteen eighty he remarries at the, at the same time his brother comes home from an l d s mission and they begin discussing religion. And he decides that he's going to stop the drugs, the alcohol, and become active in the church once again. So he'd been born into it, raised into really? it. So, so, so this.
1: So Heather's been showing uh,
3: uh, sexually explicit <laughs> <laughs> medical <laughs> journals to your kids to show them how sex works. I
1: don't, I don't think, think so. that's I don't. part of the doctrine.
3: Yeah, <laughs> miss some, something, miss something, and this go with that. So, uh, so by 1981. Oh, so in 1980, he meets his wife, his soon-to-be wife. By 1981, they're married. Um, They end up having... Thir- or she has three daughters from a previous marriage. Um, oh,
2: that's horrific. He has two, but then they have two yeah, more. Yeah, it's like the two fucking
3: more. Brady Bunch. So they end up with seven kids. So they got seven kids. But his two kids end up in foster homes. Right. Uh, because things become very abusive. And her children, the, uh, Debbie's her name, her children from the previous marriage, as well as the other kids... All complain that he's a creep, that he's molesting and, them. Yeah, they're they're saying that he's abuse, sexually abusive, abusive to them. Uh And then they end up, let's see, they she ends up leaving him because uh, because he's abusing their three year old son. And then after the fact, one of the one of her daughters comes back and, and reports the same thing. And
0: then Debbie, his wife, reports more abuse that her daughter claimed that Mitchell did for four mm-hmm. years. This really kind of irks me. She reports it to the church,
3: and the church says, Tell, just t- drop it. Tells her to drop it. Yeah. Because the church members, so even when he was caught and convicted, members of the church came forward and said that they couldn't believe it was him. They didn't believe it. They... It's like Ted Bundy. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> but it could have been this guy. He was such a what good
0: guy. What
2: is wrong with <laughs> <laughs>
0: So his third marriage. Which- Utahns are fucking gullible. That's why when you talk to people, Utah is a place that a lot of fraudulent stuff originates. It's because people here are really gullible and believe anything. And a lot of a lot of bad people try stuff out here first before moving it in into big cities because they
3: know that people are trusting, which is yeah. a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. Trusting is good to a point, but be cautious. So so then that brings us to. To his third marriage. So on the day that Mitchell and Debbie's divorce go through, um, he marries Wanda Barzi So in enters Who Wanda Barzi. Also has six children. Yep. Forty year old divorcee with six children. That's thirteen kids, right? <laughs> Is that what we're
2: up to?
0: <laughs> so he has so he has two of his own. He has four uh, of his, four his of own, his own. And, then, and then two more from the first marriage. And then uh no yeah yeah two from the first marriage two she from, the second, two from marriage. the second marriage that are his his yeah and then she has six so and then and then the ten. other one had
3: four yeah
0: six. it's it's way too many kids Eight. in this guy's life that he's probably fucked all of them
3: well it's
1: one too many one is one too many for this guy
3: so she had left her ex husband she so she uh Wanda Barzee had, had had quite the messed up life herself um. She'd been divorced, I think, a couple of times. I think she'd been married a couple of times and divorced. Uh, anyway, so she marries him, and immediately her children start to see the eccentric behavior and the weird behavior um, that's going on now between the two of them. Uh, this is about the time. Well, and and during all this time, like he's
0: really involved in the church, but he's very interested in in Satan, and he's right. Like he's just getting. Weirder and weirder and weirder. He's to like the point- latched
1: himself onto the
0: the weirdest parts. Well, and, and to the point where the church, like the church leaderships, like, yo, yo, dude, you gotta like calm down. You can't be doing a lot of that
3: shit. Um, I mean, and probably sh- doubt they said all those words. Well, and but- e- so, and even even people, <laughs> even people in his own. A church group started tone to... Tone it down. To, yeah, we're telling him, you need to you need to tone it down, because he was getting a little too extreme well, with his portrayal of Satan. Well, and then Wanda Barzee's
0: kids are like, this dude's a little fucking crazy. We can't be around him anymore, because he's basically just prophetizing us, like telling us
3: about God, and that we should So be- Yeah, so one night it says that uh, one of her sons, so one of her sons from her previous marriage, said that uh, he wakes him up one night to tell him that he had just been talking to angels. And th- the kids say that was the turning point. When he started to tell the family that he'd been speaking personally to angels, that was the turning point. And that's when things started to get really weird.
0: So really, like, the kids all take off uh, and then... In the in the nineties
3: So early nineties He's yeah.
0: he now changes his name to Emmanuel, Emmanuel Uh and he's no longer really associating with the LDS Church. Uh and he
3: starts calling himself a prophet. Well and he says that he has been chosen to put the church, I mean the LDS Church back on the correct path, back to its original doctrine, plural wives. The law of consecration, different things like that. And so, and so here's where a lot of people know. Wait, what's him. the
1: law of consecration
0: again?
3: You give everything you own to the oh, church that's right, that's and then right. they give back what you need. I,
0: I, I, knew you'd said before, but I just didn't remember. And, and, and this is where he starts. This is where homeless Jesus name comes from. So in the, the like mid to late nineties, he is downtown Salt Lake all the time talking like a crazy homeless person, like, prophetizing, like saying he's a prophet of God, over by Temple Square. He's well, wearing he, like white robes, and he's got his like long. He made ass the beard. news,
3: like around conference time. Oh yeah,
0: every every time conference would come up, this guy was on the news. Like he was, he was a legit fixture in downtown. Everyone knew who he was, knew that he was cra like batshit crazy, uh, saying he was a prophet, and that you know. We, it's just crazy stuff.
3: Like everyone that I knew uh,
0: in in that area of Salt Lake knew
3: exactly who he was. Well, and he'd uh, grown his hair out and a beard out, and so he had the look. And then almost Jesus, right. Porter Rockwell, <laughs> kind of. And then he had Barzee change her name as well to oh. Uh, one of the Bible names, it, it's in, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, and she, was, and she was all in, right? She oh, was she like, was all in. all in. So to the point where late 90s, early 2000s, her kids now have completely separated oh, they, themselves. They call her a monster. Hepzibah. Hepz, Hepzibah. Is yeah, what, it's a Bible name. It's an Old Testament yeah. name. So so yeah so so this is all going on and then th- th- so this is where our story now actually starts to take place with what happened and we've had we've had a uh, quite a few discussions about all of this obviously not on the show but it has always boggled my mind why Elizabeth Smart's father hired this guy to come fix their house
0: so this is a th- this is Salt Lake at its finest. This is, this is the way Etons are at, at its finest. So basically, Brian David Mitchell doesn't have a real job at this point, right? He is essentially a homeless guy. Mm -hmm. Um, not essentially. He's homeless. He's, he's doing, he does odd handyman type jobs for people to make ends meet to like basically eat essentially for, for him and, and his wife. And so, uh, you know, Ed Smart hires this guy to come work on his house. patch his roof or something? Yeah. But that's very much a Utah thing, right? Like, Bree's father-in-law hires a bunch of day laborers to come do his roof. Doesn't fucking trust him. Locks himself out of the house and disconnects his garage so they can't steal his car after hiring (laughs) him to come do stuff to his house. But that's kind of how a lot of people are here. They don't want to pay a contractor to do something like that, which they totally should. And and in some instances, I think, and this may be part of, of Ed Smart's deal, uh, is he's trying to help someone out. And maybe. But again, it goes back to kind of what we were saying. Like, you just, you can't fucking trust people, right? Like, don't, I've got a bunch of young kids. Like, he had a big
3: family. Right, six kids. Uh, I Elizabeth
0: it? is what twelve years old when this happens. Yeah, a- and she has a younger sister.
3: Is she twelve or she fourteen?
0: Uh, four- she might have been fourteen.
3: Fourteen. Actually. She's fourteen. Maybe and her, her little sister. Her was little sister was nine. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, but like you,
3: you've got two young daughters, and you're just hiring some random dude to come work on your house. Like, well, and the the thing is, is everybody who says they talk to him, he he sounded very intelligent. Very, he was soft-spoken, always very polite and very kind. Yeah, but still. Yeah. Like I that's not the kind of person I want come working on my house. Well and they that you better be laundered. They're launded, living in the bonded. little tent they're living in their little tent city up in the immigration canyon, isn't it?
0: Well, that's that that's part of the thing is is no one actually knows at this point. Um so anyway, so on the night of June fifth June fifth, two thousand two. Um really was it that night or was it the night of June fourth in the morning? I think it was uh, the it says early on June fifth, yeah, so, so late the night before So basically uh, on June fourth, uh the family goes out um, Elizabeth gets some award thing she plays her harp because they play the harp because why the fuck not that's weird um, <laughs> but uh, that night um, Elizabeth is, is abducted now we don't know exactly what happened because the way it hits the news uh, is in the morning they're woken up she's gone it doesn't look like this is and this is around the same time of the like the Lorena Bobbitt stuff was not Lorena Bobbitt. What's the girl's name from Denver? Um, fuck, what's her name?
2: Jean Bonnet? Oh, Ramsey. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she was a little bit later, but it's Lorena around. Lorena Bobbitt? Yeah, Lorena <laughs> Bobbitt cut
0: off a dick. I'm sorry. Um, but John Benet Ramsey. So it's, it's roughly in that same time frame, but a lot of people are starting. No, to, that was in
2: the nineties.
0: Yeah, but people are questioning because they actually, the smarts had met with the Ramseys at some point, I think, but. A lot of people are questioning like what really happened because it doesn't look like there's any forced entry. And
3: right, they're not sure if she ran she's away. She's just gone, did
0: she run away? Like what actually happened and and they can't find her. And there's huge search parties. I remember I remember happened, that. I remember searching because I I had friends that knew her family and were like trying to help find her cuz they were in the Federal Heights neighborhood, right? Which is right up by the U, which mm-hmm. is where I was, uh, I, I had spent some time around then. Uh, I had lived up there for a little while. And, and, you know, I had, I had some friends that, that knew her and her family, uh, and thought maybe she had actually just run away. Mm-hmm. That she was a little, little rebellious and maybe she had just run away. Cause, you know, 14 years old. Um, so no one really knew, but it was being taken serious, right? Um, and, uh, a lot of money got offered up real fast, like a quarter of a million dollars, uh, within a day of this happening. Um, and then the, so there's, there's a lot of stuff out on this because this is a really big famous case, uh, and there's a lot to read. Um, and I would tell you if you're interested Well we've discussed it before a little bit. Yeah. If you're interested in hearing like the best telling of the story, you need to, you need to watch the biography piece that A and E did with Elizabeth Smart. Mm-hmm. She it's, it's, she helped yeah, direct it. Story. She wrote it. She had a, a, a final say on most of the cuts. Like it's one hundred percent her story, uh, and and it's it's very in depth. But basically, what proceeds to happen is, uh, essentially, he when he kidnaps her, he kidnaps her at knife point. And he says, if you say anything, if you make noise, I will come back and I will kill all of your family, including your little sister who was there in the room, in the room when it happened, who kind of saw it. Basically, it sounds like, uh, and takes Elizabeth and they go up the canyon. They go over the mountain and, and you know, the way she describes it, she really has no idea where they're going because it's pitch dark. She just knows that she's walking. She doesn't have shoes. Um, and they get to a point and they're camped there and she, you know, she's there and they, they make her constantly drink booze. Well, and she's like, she can hear the search pe- parties calling right. her yeah. name and he's threatening her the whole time. That he's going to go kill her family. Uh, and, and when he leaves to go into town to get provisions, Wanda Barzee is basically doing the same thing. Um,
3: she gets raped. Over and over and over
4: and, and the, over.
3: So, so the the day or the evening or the night that they catch her, they take her, they make her take her off her pajamas and put on a robe, which is totally against her will, but they do it. And they perform what she says is, was a ceremony in which he married her. So, as yeah, far as and he was her name, yeah, yeah. and changed her name. So, as far as as Mitchell was concerned. He was, she was now his wife. Well, and so, and then there's
0: a couple of suspects that basically end up being targeted by the police during this time frame. Um, Brent Michael Edmonds and Richard Ricci, Ricci um, they start getting questioned by the police. Uh, one gets picked up in West Virginia. Uh, that's the, the, uh, Brent Michael Edmonds. Um, and then they arrest, uh, Richard Ricci, uh, here, um, Neither of them say they know anything. And they really press these guys a lot. They really think they're the guys that know. Um, and and Richard Ricci actually ends up dying in police custody um, from a, a brain hemorrhage. Uh, I'm sure the arrest and everything didn't really help whatever situation right. was going
3: on there. Um, so Mitchell, during all of this, is tells Elizabeth... That he is an angel, that that he is the Davidic king who prophesied in the Bible that he will be stoned to death, lie dead in the street for three days, and then rise up and kill the Antichrist.
2: So one of the articles that I found, and I don't ever remember this being said, was that he believed that he was a Davidian prophet, which would have been like the people down in Waco. And I, I had never seen that before. I mean, I knew that he thought he was a prophet, but I didn't know that that was the group that he felt most related to.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, And Elizabeth in her thing talks about the fact that, um, she, she mentions one of her cousins at one point and I can't remember why. And he actually attempts to, to kidnap, kidnap her kidnap the and so what saves her is. So after this happens to Elizabeth, her cousins are all sleeping in their parents' room and one of the daughters decides you know i i can sleep back in my room and she goes back into her room and <clears throat> there's a frame in front of the window in her room and when he tries to get in he knocks it over and wakes her up and she's able to run and go get her parents and stuff um and elizabeth felt horrible like she she started to be really, really careful about what she said about any of her family because it was almost like he was getting leads from her. Right. So,
0: and, and this is in July. So the kidnapping happened in June, and in late July is when that attempted kidnapping happens. And this is where the story gets really fucking insane. Yeah,
1: because it's not already insane enough. <laughs> so,
0: so, um, in, in August, um, uh, the, the three of them, uh, Brian David Mitchell, Wanda Barzee and, and, and Elizabeth Smart. So, this is this is like two months later. Keeping in mind, he has raped her multiple times daily. Um, he has been keeping her, her drunk, drunk, so she's telling, feeling
1: really bad because she's drinking and it's against her religion. Telling
0: her that he's going to kill her family if she says anything.
3: They're he in also the Sa- he also tells her she's the first of many virgin brides that he plans on kidnapping.
0: So they're in uh they're in the uh Salt Lake City Library uh and detective uh Richie who is in there uh confronts them in the library uh and basically says I think that's Elizabeth Smart uh and and gets deflected and she basically says it's not me right and so he lets them go right she's right there there is a cop a detective that that knows about her. the case that recognizes her that doesn't pursue it because he gets basically convinced that that's not her and that uh, he needs to leave them alone. And basically, Mitchell says at the time that it is, it's a religious thing, that her face needs to stay covered because of religion. And he uses that argument multiple times. Actually, um, interesting story. So they're back in Salt Lake at this time. They're not up in the mountains anymore. Uh, I have a friend who was having a party that they were at. I
2: remember you told the story. Yeah,
0: like like crazy shit. He's like, they were totally at my party that night. Like I remember them being there, uh, and and they were in that like basically burlap type, entire like body coverings clothing. You know.
2: Well, think about. I mean, when you're that age, and I'm besides everything that he and Wanda are doing to her. Nine months is an eternity when you are 14. Well, and that's only two that's months. That's a like a, I know, but the the length of time that he had her out, like reading through this and realizing again how, because I was, I actually wasn't back in Utah yet when all of this happened, but just like seeing that, like that's a, that's a full school year basically.
0: Yeah, and so, and then in, in September, right? Uh, Mitchell gets arrested for shoplifting in Salt Lake and they let him go. Because he's not really a suspect at this point. Um, and then... So they moved to San Diego for yeah, a short time. Basically right after that, they go to San Diego. Um, they, While they're in San Diego, um, and they're, they're there for like four or five months, uh, basically the warm months, because so, yeah, they, can't, they, they can't live in the mountains in, in, the, yeah. in the winter. Uh, so they're down in San Diego. And during this time, Elizabeth's sister, Mary Catherine, now starts to speak up and says, I was there. I remember the guy. It was a manual. um, Yeah, the guy you hired to help fix the house. So they do a sketch. They recognize who it is. Um, He gets arrested in February in California for breaking into a church. He's not recognized that day as being who he is. But three days and he's let go three days later. He appears on America's Most Wanted. The case goes to America's Most Wanted. This is, this is six months after the kidnapping, essentially, uh, almost to the day. He goes up on America's Most Wanted, um, and his family, so all the people that we talked about that he's basically pissed off along his, his way, all his kids, his ex-wives, their kids, they step forward and go, we know who that is. That's Brian David Mitchell. He goes by Emmanuel. Um, and and let them know. And so then, new, more recent photographs of him start popping up in late February or mid February.
1: So I don't I don't want to judge, but why did her sister
0: wait so long? She was traumatized,
3: probably scared.
0: You're a nine year old little girl, and you watch a guy say that he's going to kill you if she doesn't comply, and he takes her. And then you hear a little bit later, like a month later. Your cousin is almost taken. You don't talk. Yeah. It's the same thing with Elizabeth Smart. Why didn't she speak up when she could hear people? Well, no, I get why
1: she's like, there was immediate threat and stuff there. I, I,
0: when you're nine,
1: when I was nine, I trusted my parents so freaking much. I told them everything. Yeah. But if you, I can't
0: fathom. If you don't feel safe in your own bedroom, she was taken out of the same bedroom they were both in. Like that, that, destroys whatever kind of
3: feeling of safety even you have if even home. if you love it your parents and you respect your parents if your sibling is stolen right out of the room next to you, you no longer feel safe and to be fair
1: maybe it's just because i didn't have siblings like maybe there's like a a relationship thing there maybe. that i didn't have that because i know that he threatened you know don't say anything because i'll come back for you at, at least those are some of the the things that we've heard like I'll hurt her. I'll hurt you. I'll hurt your family. Like it was always just me and my parents, and so I just trusted them so fully. Maybe that's why I have Maybe. such a hard time understanding. It could it. be.
0: It could be. And you got to keep in mind, you trust fully your parents. You're an only child. She had four siblings. She was not the only attention. And and during this time, where's her parents' attention? It's not on her. It's, it's on the press, the media, the police, because they're also investigating them for wrongful, like, doings, right? Like, that's just part of the investigation, which really sucks. And, and in the public eye, he got lambasted for a little while. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, like, like really bad. Uh, and so that's, that's a tough time for the family to try and, like, figure it out. They've lost a child. They have no idea where she's at. Um, they don't know if she's alive or dead. Um, so in March of 20, 2003, um, Almost uh, a year later, like nine months later, uh, the three of them return uh, to Utah, uh, and on March 12th, um, she is recognized. Elizabeth Smart gets recognized in Sandy, basically at, at right outside of Southtown Mall. She gets recognized by a police officer uh, who has to confirm with her multiple times uh, and basically ends up putting her in the back of a cop car uh, and and making sure she's safe before Elizabeth will really say, yes, it's I'm Elizabeth smart. Uh, and at that point they're able to make the arrest, uh, and, and charge Mitchell and Barzi both with kidnapping, assault, sexual assault, burglary, like a whole bunch of uh, stuff. Um, I don't know how that kid is, how amazing she is today. She is one Hell of an amazing person. Uh,
3: well, as an it's adult. it's one of those where, where we've talked about with other cases before. Horrible things can happen to certain people, and they still somehow, some way, turn out to be great people. Some people have horrible parents, horrible childhoods, and still turn out to be amazing people. But
1: some, and some people have great childhoods and turn out to be crappy. Horrible
3: so, people. so yeah, I don't know. It's
1: just
2: not an
0: excuse, people. So, so. The court case that
3: ensues so I mean this is first still, of all
2: he's found competent. He is a narcissist and I can't remember the other multiple, thing of his diet.
3: Well they say multiple personalities. Schizophrenia well, but well, not incompetent. Right. On, in in July of two thousand and five he's
0: declared mentally incompetent that he can't stand trial. Because what happens every time that he goes into a courtroom is he starts singing and he becomes yes. so disruptive they cannot hold court. Uh, and in December, he's this is
2: very Charles Manson. It's
0: really fucking crazy. Right. So he can't he's he's not able to stand trial for a long time. Right. Um, They they kind of keep going with this. So, again, he's arrested in 2003. In 2009, uh, Elizabeth Smart is testifying against him in court and who he is and what he is and we get our first ruling and Wanda Barzi gets sentenced to 15 years in prison uh, in 2009 for her role in the kidnapping.
2: Sorry, the um, psychiatrist testified that he had personality disorder, not a mental illness.
4: Yeah,
0: yeah he knew what he was doing. Uh, and so that's when then after Wanda Barzi is sentenced to prison, uh, then he is found competent to stand trial in 2010. So seven years passed from when she's recovered before he is able to actually stand trial Um, he's convicted very quickly after that. I mean, nine months or so later. Um, but, uh, he's convicted of the abduction. He's sentenced to two life sentence in federal prison. Um, he's not getting out probably, uh, in thank goodness and this is why we've talked about it somewhat recently. So on September 19th of 2018 last year just about a year ago, uh Wanda Barzee who at that point had served a full 15 years because remember they were arrested in 2003. She didn't actually get sentenced to the 15 years until 2009. So she had already served 6 years behind bars. It's
2: crazy that it's always already been a year that she has been out.
0: So she's released because she's served her time. She's, she is under parole. Uh, she has, uh, a federal supervision for five years, uh, and she's a registered sex offender in the state of Utah. Um, isn't it everywhere? Yeah, a- everywhere she's a sex offender, technically. Um, so,
2: uh, this is, and he is in Arizona. He got moved to a federal prison in Arizona. If you want to hear uh, about our thoughts on
0: her release, uh, we did an episode uh, where we talked quite a bit about it about a year ago. Um, I would I would say look about sixty episodes back, so like one twenty ish somewhere in there, uh, and and you'll probably find that episode. We we talked at length about her being released and what that meant and what our thoughts are on it. So I don't want to rehash all of that this time, but I I do want to go back to. Brian David Mitchell, like the guy's fucking crazy, right? Like he's certifiably insane. Now he's not going to get off on an insanity defense. He knew legally the definition of insanity is knowing right from wrong. He had to know that raping a 14 year old girl, kidnapping and raping a 14 year old girl is wrong.
3: Well, and not to defend him in any way, shape or form, but in his mind, he married her. So it was okay, which that doesn't make it right. But he point is, he had to know what he was doing. He had it all planned out. Oh, yeah. No, it was right. totally premutated. But even if you're
1: married to somebody, you don't get to force them
0: to have
3: sex that with true. you. That is true. That is very true.
0: Still rape. You okay over there? I'm just turning a piece of ice out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all straining.
3: <laughs> yeah, so, no, he knew what he was doing. He knew full well what he was doing. He had the whole thing planned out. There was no insanity meaning you didn't know that it was right or wrong
2: well and you can i i actually found the whole report the whole psychiatric report it was it was like 206 pages long though so maybe i'll post a link to that when i do our recap for the show
0: but a lot of it still goes back to how do you let people have that kind of access to your house like i have contractors i've had a lot of contractors in my house over the years um, between doing roof work, doing the Yeah, fence. but you
2: don't know, y- even if they are reliable, licensed contractors, you still don't know their personal life. You don't Correct. know their
0: story. But do you know how many of them have been in my house without me in it? Exactly zero. Do you know how many have been uh, able to get into my house without a key or me in it? Exactly zero.
1: Well, and the other thing is, is if you're hiring through a reputable company, if something were to
0: happen... Hopefully that company knows who that person is. Trace them at least. Yeah, then they're traceable. You know who's been in your house. Like I'm not saying. Look, there were stories, uh, even in the last year, of contractors like freaking in the basement of someone's house, shoving a camera through the the ventilation system into young girls' bedrooms. Like this happened out by you. It was one of your neighbors on Saratoga <laughs> Springs. She's like, that's the lady across the street. <laughs> She's like, I had someone working in my basement. No, nobody is working in my basement. Ron's got some weird Periscope device he sends up through the (laughs) the air docks. I don't.
2: Ron's been sitting at the dining room table painting and building characters for like three weeks. So
0: Nice. Nice. Good on you, Ron. You don't listen to this anyway. You don't know. Do you know? I don't know. Yeah, I doubt he does. I doubt he does. Um, He probably wouldn't still be living with you if he did. Hey, did you find a new roommate, by the way? Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't bother to ask, cause, uh, you're, you're, that's not to get completely off topic. <laughs> um, I, I do want to say, you know, is, is fucked up as a person that this guy is and, and that Wanda Barzee is, cause I believe truly that they're both completely fucked in the head. Um, I want to focus on how amazing an individual Elizabeth Smart has become. Cause say what you will about her, she's a very strong woman. Uh, she speaks a lot. Uh, she she does a lot of speaking for women's rights. Women's rights, yeah. Well, I'm sure she's had kids. a lot of therapy as well. Oh, yeah. I'm sure she continues to have a lot of right. therapy. That's not an experience that you don't... And I guarantee she has issues. For sure.
2: I, I guarantee she But also she how knows. amazing that she has decided to, instead of, you know, and I'm just using this for... Um, maybe an extreme example but people that are who's experiencing suicide in their families tend to retreat versus um, being proactive and talking about it Um, she has chosen to you know use this experience for good and I mean how many people after this have we seen that have come out of you know being imprisoned for months in a basement or you know whatever that hopefully she has just made an impact on them well and she hasn't turned into a serial killer yet right because you like, know of <laughs> because
0: well because this kind of situation can to- could totally fuck a person over For sure. you don't know what she has in her basement i mean there was a lady in Towilla that died and had a uh, body in her freezer
3: my friend is a
2: cop out there and i messaged her and i was like Please
3: tell it was me her, was it, that
2: like you were boyfriend? the one that found this and she was like, nobody knows yet.
3: They it was like her yet. boyfriend in the freezer or something Nobody else. knows yet.
2: They no,
1: they don't old. even know
2: when
0: for yeah. sure she he was died. Like,
3: she was like like post-70,
0: like yeah. Yeah, mid-70s. And it
1: was from anywhere from just a year ago to like 11 Shut years 11 ago. She
0: dies. They're going through her house. And there's a body. And there's a freezer in her garage mm. and there's a dead dude in the freezer. <laughs> and they they have really no idea. but They're like...
4: Asking, asking your neighbors,
0: neighbors yeah. like when was the last time you saw a man go to her place? And they're like, I don't know. Could said have been a year, ago, a year ago. Could have been eleven years ago. <laughs> like they have no idea how long this body's been in the freezer.
2: Unfortunately, it wasn't my friend's case. So
0: <laughs> that's
3: crazy. Well, so like we were saying, if you're really interested in it, that, that A&E special is amazing. It does a really good job. It was a two-part series. I think I so. Think. Yeah. yeah. And that's the one I would recommend watching because that is-
2: But she actually, I believe that the Lifetime movie that they did, she was actually like a counselor on it. Like she helped Yeah, make she gave them so. some
0: of the rights and stuff. But I, I think the a piece is a lot more, it's really fucking disturbing I don't think it's as disturbing as Abducted in Plain Sight. That's just that's just a fucked show. <laughs> like that is that I, I still don't I can't fathom that. Um, but Elizabeth Smart, um, watch the one that she did with A and E because she actually wrote most of that. Um, and it's it's a lot of her. Well, she speaks a lot in it and does a yeah, lot of narration, it, it. It's narration. a lot. She of even her. plays the harp at one point. Yeah, or it's
1: she, it's in the background of her house or something.
0: It's a lot of just her talking about the experience and you get to hear it for, and then she's
1: all married and has kids and just like she's, she just has let herself get on with her life. And I think a lot of people when tragedy happens, like Jess was saying, they, they get trapped instead of moving forward. They, they retreat and they, they get lost in the tragedy and they forget that that, that didn't define them before and it doesn't have to define them necessarily going
2: forward. Well, no, but it will always be part of them and how they choose to, to use that and, you know, look at that. And, and I just, you know, think that what she has created for herself as, as difficult as it, we will never understand, you know, it's, she's definitely I, a shining light to probably a lot of people. I
0: think what's really unique about her situation is one, most of the time people like her end up dead. Mm-hmm. They don't end up
3: being rescued, right? It's, it's rare that,
1: or they're they they're with them for so long that they end up being crazy too.
0: But two, we don't often hear a story. This is why I like that Annie special so much. We don't often get the victim telling the story.
1: You don't get the happy ending, like it's a real.
0: Well, and I don't. I'm not going to say there's a happy ending. Like I think it's like one of just his life lifetime life movies. <laughs> but but you but you really don't. You don't get the actual story from the actual victim you get some dramatized bullshit like on lifetime this is the raw actual story there's not a lot of dramatization the the imagery and stuff is not while not graphic it's extremely disturbing that they that they choose to use um, but it's it's more about hearing the story from the victim Uh, and, and from the victim's mouth, uh, that, that was really powerful to me when I watched that series.
2: I know her father got a lot of slack for a lot of things, but he also is amazing through all of it as well.
0: And of course she's gay, which I thought right out of the gate that he was probably gay and now he's come out as being gay, but it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter at all. But it's a story because of Elizabeth. It was a huge story when when he came out. Well, and one thing the
3: is that the Amber Alert is something that that came about due to due to the whole thing. He pushed for the the whole Amber Alert thing so when a child is abducted. <laughs>
2: That's super ineffective.
3: <laughs> what? I said it's super ineffective. Well, you heard about the last Amber Alert, right? It's horrible.
2: Well, you didn't get a notification on your phone.
0: So the last, so when he last did week? so he no. did. He had a big hand in the <laughs> Amber Alert actually uh, actually coming to fruition. Um, so the Amber Alert, Jess's comment about it being super ineffective. <laughs> so an Amber Alert went out. They go out to cell phones now, uh, which is fantastic. I think. Just I think they're very the effective. <laughs> they're very effective when there's good information. <laughs> that one had zero information. Zero. It just said, oh, it said it was Amber alert. Amber Alert.
1: I'm like. Oh, so next, I should just start grabbing little kids off the street and asking them if they've been kidnapped. And the next
0: day on the news in the morning, you saw what the Amber Alert was for, which was a small child, like a three-month-old baby, abducted, no, like three weeks, <laughs> abducted by her birth mother from her grandparents' right. house, uh, and they believed that she was headed towards some place in California. Correct. Turns out. Was it yesterday or today that they it were... Couple, I think, it was a couple I think It was ago. yesterday. Uh, yesterday morning, um, there was an affidavit submitted by an attorney in California that said... The, the, the grandmother
2: was bonkers.
0: And the, the, the baby's here. The baby's okay. We are not releasing the baby. We are not telling you where the mother and the baby are. The Amber Alert was dropped. Turns out um, the mother was in a medically induced coma after giving birth to the child. So the grandmother had There's, like... There's not a lot of information as to why there were complications or anything like that. But the grandmother had the baby. The mother, uh, you know, comes out of the coma. She's capable of taking care of the baby. Uh, DCFS is is involved in the situation because, you know, it's a newborn baby. Mother's in a coma. Uh, and says uh we've taken you know the baby she's like no i'm perfectly capable of handling this baby it's my baby i'm i'm a fit mother i was in a medically fucking induced coma they're like okay that's fine so she took the baby to get away from crazy ass fucking mom uh and mom proceeded to do so clearly things aren't necessarily vetted very well uh it seems
1: well i think it's more important to get it out there the trouble is is like if i'm sitting in my living room and i get an amber alert for somewhere in the state it's not like i'm gonna jump up and go look
0: around yeah but it is
1: helpful i guess if you're out and about in that area maybe you see it i just
0: if you know the car they're in or something like yeah that, but, but the,
1: like that last one yeah okay so there's a kid missing i don't know how old it is i don't know if it's a boy or a girl should i just start grabbing kids off the street and checking <laughs> on them like what's up
0: code blue it's code,
1: pink, it's in code pink in the
0: hospital. It's code blue at Walmart. I don't know. Code brown is someone shit on the floor. <laughs> we got a code brown in the uh, toy department aisle fifty-two. Dude, I got locked in so many places
1: at the hospital for code pinks, and it was just like, usually it was like some dad who the baby starts crying while they're in the room with the mom, and the mom had finally fallen asleep, and so the dad decides to like take baby for a walk and gets too close to the doors, and it sets off the
2: alarm. <laughs> Well, what we know is Elizabeth Smart is a treasure. Well, Utah. so, so are
0: babies. So are the, <laughs> the small babies in this, this world. So
2: are puppies and
1: kitties.
0: Um, there are some actual treasures though, uh, in <laughs> Utah that have never been found. Uh, so we have a uh, seven legendary treasures in Utah and the West that have never been found. Um, I found this and I thought it would be a nice little palate cleanser from talking about, <laughs> yeah. um, childhood abduction and rape. Cause that's always a fun topic. Raped for Christmas. <laughs> I am not putting that in the show notes. That is not going to be the it, show title, Jeremy. It's,
1: it's disturbing. I mean, it, it, it's funny and I don't want it to be.
0: <laughs> you have to laugh. <laughs> you have to laugh at things. It's okay? just so
1: close to the actual name of a lifetime movie. It's just.
0: So, um, so there's the, uh, the Lost Roads gold mine. Um, so Brigham Young. I um, had assigned a guy named Thomas Rhodes to retrieve gold from a mine uh, that the Indians knew about. Um, Thomas basically died. Um, he told his son to go get it, um, uh, and uh, basically they never really gave him the rights to mine it. Uh, and they never really found it. So,
3: so it looks like he continued to get gold from it for for years, though. So, he yeah, was, illegally, he but he
0: never told anyone where, where it was. was. He just asked the federal government for, for mining, mining rights. rights on a bunch of land, and they didn't give it to him. And so he just kind of kept getting gold, but no one knows where the mine that he was getting Did it they from actually was.
1: Ever like find the area that he asked to? To have the rights on
3: says no, and then he, he took the location of it of the, the mine to his grave. So he was pulling gold out of the mine his whole life. Yeah, and and just using it, but never actually figured out how otherwise. come
1: he didn't give it to the church. Did he knock off ten percent of each gold nugget?
0: Probably.
3: <laughs> uh, there's the Portneuf Port stolen, stolen gold. Stolen uh, gold, That's a place in Puk- to, or near Puckettalado, My lad.
0: Yeah. Uh, A group of highway robbers stole gold from travelers, uh, in Malad in Idaho. Um, so they say the most, the most wanted man, David Updike, is probably responsible. So him and three other men, uh, knew a stagecoach of gold would be passing by the Portneuf stage route. Uh, they blocked Portneuf Canyon Road, shot the horses, and the passengers and stole all the gold fifteen uh two strong boxes containing fifteen gold bars, two bags of nuggets and gold dust, which the robbers took. I wonder what that's worth today that's got to be
2: one million dollars oh one
0: that's the
2: very last sentence. billion yep. dollars
0: so they found them and hung them, but they never found the gold <laughs> the bars uh, that's they rad. <laughs> they never found uh the bars having been sold, so they suspect that it's buried somewhere. Out by Portniff Canyon. City of Rocks.
3: I know, right? Where Portniff is. Uh,
0: Canyon Station stolen gold. Um, so Canyon Station, um, was, uh, some land. Basically, there was a bunch of land by the Colorado River in northern Arizona. Or this is Utah. not
1: Utah, babe.
0: What? No, these are Utah treasures. It says it right here.
1: How is Idaho?
0: <laughs> so, and so, Arizona, Utah. Malad, Idaho is on the border of Utah. Right so the they motor. so they suspect it could be in Utah or Idaho, uh, northern Arizona, southern Utah. Uh, the Colorado River runs right through both, uh, and a so a river runs through it. Mm-hmm. King, Kingman, Arizona, uh, is where the stagecoach was robbed, um, but uh, they took a box of gold worth about seventy two thousand dollars at the time, uh, and then basically died, as are a lot of stagecoach robbers are are want to do. Um, there's still a strong box of gold somewhere in the Surbat mountains outside of Kingman, Arizona, which is roughly in Utah, Kingman, Arizona. And, and <gasps> hey, southern... this
1: is a Butch Cassidy one. So read it. Well, it's so I guess in a remote region of Utah called Castle Gate, which I had never heard. There's,
0: of. there's a pretty strong theme here, by the way, if you haven't noticed of, uh, what? Like where these things are? Oh. So in Kingman, Arizona, is actually I guess a little bit it's further south. It's a fine sight to see. That's like um, kind of south of Vegas, still. <laughs>
1: Nobody got it. Nobody got the song. Yes,
0: no. Route sixty-six. Yes. Um, whatever. So anyway, keep going with your story. Sorry.
1: Well, anyway, so I guess near the uh, the Pleasant Valley Coal Company, they had to get the. Oh, so, the company. It's, it's when he train. stole the
0: payroll.
4: Yeah. And,
1: well, so they were robbed. So the the people that took it off didn't rob it. They were robbed after they brought the payroll off the train. It was worth eight thousand eight hundred dollars. So Cassidy but and but it was Butch Cassidy and Elza Lay.
4: They,
0: so they got robbed after the payroll company was ro- after they robbed the payroll company. Is that, and then
1: they yeah and then they cut the telegraph line so that they couldn't spread the news.
0: So that no one found out that they got punked. <laughs> that's that's funny. Um. So, superstition mountains. So they think do. it's near Roberts Roberts Roost. Well, what, what, this really isn't a Utah. You know what? Fuck you guys. <laughs> well,
1: Roberts <laughs> no, Roost
0: that a, that one's all that yeah, one's pretty Utah. y yeah, King, Kingsman, Arizona, while it's in northern Arizona, is still quite a ways away from the border. Like
2: KSL I don't, wrote this, so I would have a discussion once KSL. Yeah, Cause,
1: this is because really here we're talking shitty. about Phoenix, Arizona.
2: Yeah, and uh, the and Grand Canyon. Yeah like Castle Gate. But that one is like Lake Powell. I get Castle Gate. Um
0: but yeah, like superstition is in by Phoenix Josephine mine. Um so that one, Where's Josephine there's Mine at? Uh,
2: all over the yeah, including oh. several in Utah. So.
0: This is stupid. I'm sorry, guys. I should have read this. It's Robert J.
2: DeBry. It's his fault. This is I one know. of his stories.
0: Oh, this is one of their sponsored stories? Yep. Yeah. You know what, KSL? You should fucking vet the bullshit <laughs> you put on your website more.
2: You should maybe read your stories. That's what huh?
0: I get for trying to do something fun and not having no, time to read still, all there still it. There are still a
2: couple of relevant ones in there. It's all good.
0: Well, you know, there are some people that think that E.B. Cooper's gold is in Utah as well. D.B. D.B. Cooper. Whatever. Yeah. Some dumb name. That's true. It could be in Utah. It could be it in could the Pacific be. Northwest. Anywhere from Washington to Southern Utah, basically. They could have jumped out of a plane. That would be an awesome
2: treasure to find.
0: Yeah. You'd have to turn it in, though. Would you, though? Why? I mean, you start selling off gold bars, people are going to ask questions. (laughs) Why would you sell them? You start passing lots of treasury notes. I mean, I guess you could go to Vegas and just win some money. No. Hell yeah. That's what I would do with it. Really?
1: Throw a gold bar up on the table? No.
0: Well, D.B. Cooper's not gold bar. D.B. Cooper was all cash. He was cash, yeah. So cash money, old cash money. They might question, because our money's changed a lot, like the 20s and 100s that he had, they might be questioning the validity of all the that old cash. They're like you
2: know? I got it in inheritance. <laughs> I don't know. But you know, it where was where in could,
0: my auntie's house. She stuffed it in her couch cushions. The only it was, place what, the fifth, the fifties. Yeah, the only place you could probably launder that kind of money is like a pot shop where it's all cash business. You could
1: probably do it out of the country.
0: You, I mean, you would have. That's a lot of money to launder. Uh, Sorry, I don't want to give away my secrets. I'm sure the nSA's listening to this right now. If my grandpa um, was
2: still alive, he could tell us the ways.
0: <laughs> There's
3: Jim's family diner. I'm pretty sure that's a
0: no they're they're laundering Greek money. It's different <laughs> that's the, that's the Greek mafia there, buddy. you know, I didn't know this, but when I was reading in City Weekly because of course the Mandarin fucking won again for some dumbass reason. It's not even owned by Chinese people. You fucks. The Mandarin is owned by a Greek family. A Greek family running a Chinese it's restaurant. It's where
1: it's where my ex-father-in-law always picks to have his birthday. I know,
0: because it's in fucking Bountiful where he lives, and it's everyone's favorite Chinese Cause place. Because there's
1: really not a ton of really good restaurants in Bountiful. So you no, know, there's tons. But there's are a ton there? of good yeah. Chinese <laughs>
0: places around Salt Lake that are way fucking better than the stupid Mandarin. I don't know why it fucking wins all the time.
2: It's such a gaudy Maybe because restaurant. Because it's been there too. for so long.
0: I don't know who's voting for these things. I need to have a chat with the readers of City Weekly.
2: Yeah, I do too, because I don't, and we'll get to it, and I'm sure I'll mention this again, but in Reader's Choice, there was no reason that Cold Podcast shouldn't have been best podcast this last year. Uh, because the
0: people that listen to it don't read City Which, Weekly. Which,
2: by the I way, do- there is some new, uh, new information coming out that Dave Did They find found. the mind?
0: They find the mind?
2: No, they found, uh, on the GPS tracking stuff that the cops didn't, um, make note of or pay attention to.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to do it. Um, just a couple of notes from tonight, uh, as you're uh, having your Thanksgiving dinner or,
1: um, I'm sure you're,
3: you're sitting around the Thanksgiving table. Listening oh, to maybe, this with the family. maybe
1: you're camped out for a black Friday thing and you're listening in your earbuds. Yeah, you can't yeah, be doing visit that. Me
0: at the mall. that. That's <laughs> for sure. Yeah, visit just the mall. Um, just know that Elizabeth Smart's a pretty brave ass woman, uh pretty amazing person in my eyes. Um Jeremy's dog is not going to die.
3: Yet. He's uh, still got a
0: little more little more time. Chris and Bree's neighbors are assholes. Um but the have, new neighbor isn't though. No, our brand new neighbor's awesome so far.
3: Uh, his dog's
1: name is Dennis.
3: Dennis, that's a
1: it's so cute though. Like when you look at the dog, you're like yeah, that's totally it,
3: Dennis.
0: <laughs> but uh, if you liked what you heard, share the episode. That's what helps us the most. If you want to get in touch with us, we're on Facebook, uh, The New Utah Podcast, on Twitter and Instagram at TNU Podcast. Uh, and of course, our website, thenewutah.com. That's actually where I would direct you to go if you want to know anything Utah related. If you want write-ups on places that people like to visit, uh, that they suggest for visitors to visit. Um, Utah's a, a, a great place. Um, we'll talk to you next week after uh, the holiday and uh Get what- the fuck out!